Hi, and welcome to the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. I'm your host, Tegan Thompson. I'm a book lover, a chocoholic, and an INTJ living in a world filled with extroverts. I made this podcast to share my experiences and struggles as an introverted perfectionist and to bring the inner workings of an introvert's mind to introverts and extroverts alike. So grab a cup of tea and get comfortable. It's time to unmute. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast. Um, Since it is April, um, which is Autism Acceptance Month, and today is April 2nd, um, which is Autism Awareness Day, uh, this week we will be talking about what autism is and then talking about some of the ways that you can kind of help celebrate the differences um, that are within the autism community. Um, So I kind of just want to start off by talking about what autism is. Um, And so autism, which is, um, you know, the whole thing is known as autism spectrum disorder, also known as ASD. And I'll refer to it as ASD a lot um, in this episode. And ASD refers to a broad range of complex, lifelong developmental conditions that can result in challenges with an individual's social skills, repetitive behaviors, speech, nonverbal communication, relationships, and self-regulation. ASD encompasses other conditions such as Asperger's disorders. I'm sure you have heard of Asperger's and Um, So that falls under ASD as well. Um, And then spectrum disorder, so the SD in ASD, spectrum disorder, refers to the fact that ASD affects each person differently and to varying degrees, which are influenced by genetic and environmental factors. And there's this quote by a person that I can't remember who it is, um, but basically they say like, if you've met one person with autism, then you've met one person with autism, which just goes to show that autism is different in every single individual. And just because you've met one person with autism doesn't mean that you know how everyone with autism is or um, how they act or how they behave because you've met this one person. Every single individual is different and they have their own strengths and their own challenges. And so it's really important to keep that in mind. It's, it, it's a spectrum disorder, and it means that people can have, like, lower severities of it, and then people can have higher severities, people can have, like, right in the middle. And it's just this huge spectrum, and people can fall anywhere on that. Um, and then ASD has kind of two core symptoms that are kind of the characteristic symptoms of ASD. Obviously there are other ones, but I'm going to talk about the two core ones. The first one is social communication challenges. Um, So this can include a lot of things. It can include the inability to communicate verbally. Um, Actually about one-third or a little over one-third of the ASD community is non-verbal. And You know, I'm a behavior therapist who works with a lot of kids who have been diagnosed with ASD and 
um, there are a lot of children who are nonverbal and um, there are ways for them to communicate so it's not like they are not able to communicate at all. Um, some of the big sources of this is using um, a picture exchange communication system so they'll use pictures to kind of symbolize what they want or what they're talking about or what mood they may be in and stuff like that. Um, another thing is to use like a communication device. So this is often something like an iPad or a tablet that um, you can kind of, it will have kind of a picture and the word and they'll be able to push it and um, so like if they wanted to eat some pizza, they could go and click the button on their tablet that says pizza and it would communicate the word pizza so that um, the person they're trying to communicate with knows they want pizza. And then another thing is um, sign language. Sign language is a really, really great tool. Um, it's nonverbal and it still allows you to have that communication with someone and be able to communicate what you want, how you feel, and stuff like that. Um, so those are really big and important sources for people who are nonverbal. Um, another thing that falls under social communication challenges is that they may not understand or appropriately use things such as gestures, eye contact, facial expressions, or tones of voice. Um, and they might have uh, difficulty recognizing emotions and this doesn't just mean other people's emotions they might also struggle recognizing their own emotions and how they're um, feeling in a moment and so uh, that can lead to um, behaviors because they're not entirely sure of how they're feeling they just know that they're not maybe in that kind of equilibrium state that the people try to be in for the most the majority of their life um, and then the second core symptom is restricted repetitive behaviors and these vary greatly um, so I'm just gonna list a few examples of them and what they could be but there's a lot of different ways they can be expressed and um, kind of how individuals can utilize these different things in their life so one of the things is restricted body movements and so this might involve um, like rocking back and forth repeatedly um, arm flapping uh, and things like spinning um, that is um, something that you'll see with people who have ASD sometimes um, and kind of just those different body movements that can be repetitive and stuff like that and kind of provide a sensory input for them. Um, another thing is ritualistic behaviors. So sometimes people with ASD will um, line up objects or they'll put things in numeric or color order a lot of the time. Um, another restricted repetitive behavior is having narrow or extreme interest in specific topics. So they might be like hyper focused on, um, maybe they really like cars and they just really 
like focus on that and they learn about every single type of car and everything that is involved with cars i don't really know cars so i can't tell you much about it but they'll learn as much as they can about cars and they'll be like really well versed and educated on cars but they're not like interested in other topics and they don't take time to learn about that as well um and then the last example i have on here it's not the only last one there's a ton of other ones um but um one that is fairly big in the asd community is resistance to change um and a lot of the times people with asd they need consistent schedules um consistently eating the same types of foods wearing the same clothes and taking like maybe the same routes to school or work or the grocery store etc right um, so those are kind of just two of the big core symptoms um, that social communication challenges and the restricted repetitive behaviors. Um, so now I kind of just want to list some statistics and facts about ASD. Um, I find a lot of this stuff very interesting. I, you know, I work with individuals who are diagnosed with ASD and I think that before I started my job, there was a lot of misconceptions about what ASD is and how it presents in individuals. And like now through my job, I see it differently. And I think it's really important for people to kind of understand and learn about it. Um, so as of 2021, one in 44 children in the U.S. is diagnosed with ASD, which is a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Um, and boys are four times more likely to be diagnosed with ASD than girls. Um, and while ASD affects all ethnic groups, minority groups tend to be diagnosed later and less often. Um, in terms of like intervention and how to treat ASD, research has proven that early intervention can improve learning, communication, and social skills. And the earlier that children are able to get that intervention, um, the um, better outcomes they are likely to have. Um, an applied behavior analysis, also known as ABA, is the most researched and commonly used behavioral intervention for ASD. Um, it's what we use at work for our um, early intervention for the children diagnosed with ASD um, and then in, in addition to these early interventions many children also benefit from um, other interventions such as speech and occupational therapy um, about 28% of eight-year-olds with a ASD engage in self-injurious behaviors um, also known as SIBs which usually just means that they are engaging in behaviors that result in injury to themselves. So the most common include things like um, head banging, arm and hand biting, and skin scratching. Um, and then ASD can affect the whole body and can um, be accompanied by other disorders. And um, some of the uh, most common disorders that are accompanied with ASD include ADHD, um, chronic sleep disorders, anxiety disorder, depression, and epilepsy. Um, and then in adulthood, 
nearly half of 25 year olds with ASD have never held a paying job before and um, there is a greater rate of unemployment and unenrollment in higher education um, for individuals diagnosed with ASD two years after high school um, compared to other disability categories and communities. Um, this includes people who are in um, the disability categories of learning disabilities, intellectual disabilities, and speech-language impairment. Um, so those are just a few statistics. There are a ton. I wanted to share a lot more, but I didn't want to like take up too much time. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of statistics and facts and research done around ASD, and I really, really encourage you to um, kind of go learn about it. Um, so that kind of leads me into my next point. How can you support um, the ASD community? And my first thing to, that I'm going to say to you is to go educate yourself about ASD and um, how it impacts people diagnosed with ASD, how it impacts families and friends of those diagnosed with ASD, right? Um, go and educate yourself. I know I shared a lot in this episode about what ASD is and kind of some of the statistics, but there's so much more that you can learn about and a lot of things that I didn't get to touch on um, that I would really encourage you to go learn about. Um, it is a complex disorder and it's a spectrum disorder. It has a lot to go with it and so again, you might meet one or two cases of ASD. That does not tell you everything you need to know about ASD. Um, and in order to be able to remove the stigma surrounding individuals diagnosed with ASD, it is so important to truly understand what ASD is and how it impacts individuals. Um, some other things you can do are, is to participate in fundraisers. I know that a lot of times um, companies um, and organizations will do fundraisers like a walk or something like that, um, and you can just sign up and participate in those. Um, you can donate to charities. Um, you can wear blue and or wear puzzle pieces. Um, those are kind of the symbols of ASD um, acceptance and awareness. So by doing that, you're bringing awareness to ASD. Um, you can share things on your social media if you come across maybe like some, uh, maybe like statistics or something that you can share via so uh, social media and kind of bring awareness that way. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to say is to just be kind. And this goes in general, whether it's someone diagnosed with ASD or not. Like You do not know what an individual or family may be challenged with. And um, to kind of look on from a spectator's view at maybe you're at the grocery store and I don't know, maybe there's... Um, a parent that is struggling to kind of 
keep their child with them or something like that. And instead of looking on and being like, oh, obviously they're not parenting well, they need to do better. Like maybe take a step back and be like, okay, I don't know what like they are challenged with and what they may be struggling through right now and not judging and just be kind and think that's the most important thing is just be kind to every single individual that you come across um take the time to get to know them because you know people are so much more than just one thing right um so even if you do meet someone who's diagnosed with asd they're so much more than their diagnosis like there's so much more to them and they don't have to just be all oh, that person with asd right so it's really important to take time to get to know people and get to know people beyond kind of what they're stereotypically seen as right um so yeah that's kind of all i have to say today um thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the heart of a perfectionist podcast If you enjoyed this episode or if you learned anything new, please go share it with a friend. And as always, have a great weekend. And I look forward to seeing you guys again next week on the Heart of a Perfectionist podcast.